and welcome to our podcast, friends. We're doing it, Matt. We're going to make a podcast. So uh, welcome to Ballot Boxing, where Matt and Christina, friends you don't know yet, talk about the Oscar Best Picture nominees. Usually Matt and I try to watch all 10 nominees prior to the Oscars airing, discuss them amongst ourselves. So now we're just going to record those discussions. Yes, drop in. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride. It's it's called ballot boxing because we are going to verbally spar over the candidates. Discussion will be a plenty. Fantastic. Well, let's get started. Hi, Matt. Hey, darling. <laughs> uh, happy post Oscars. Day after the Oscars. Ha happy Boxing Day of the Oscars. So, <laughs> yesterday was the Oscars, everybody, and I stayed up. Until the very end. Matt, did you stay up until the very end? No, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't make it. And I know that might come as a shock to those that uh, know me and probably assume that I care more about this than anybody else. Mm -hmm. But I was actually out of town. Mm -hmm. uh, at a conference. Yeah. A work conference. Work-related those, those, those two things do not often go together with, with teachers, but it happened this time. Yeah. Uh, so we had to go to bed. So uh, my again, friend of the pod, Joe texted me yesterday and said, is a friend of the pod like an upgrade or a downgrade from a regular friend? And I was like, it's an upgrade for sure. So we want to do shout outs. I'm going to do start this with shout outs. Shout outs to friend of the pod, Joe, Dave and Zoe, Craig and Jen, Matt's parents, my mom, my brother. Who are we forgetting? We can start this with like an Oscar thank acceptance speech. This oh, yeah. is funny. Yeah. Mm. Well, that in true form will forget somebody important. Mm -hmm. Um. Everybody who's listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our our silly little podcast. Yeah. This is the last episode of Ballot Boxing of this series of this of this season of yeah. Ballot Boxing. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for coming along on this amazing little adventure with us. It's been it's been a blast. Um. So, Matt, who won? Who won our ballot? I just want to hear you say it. Well, last year I did. Yeah, you sure did last year at a score of 14 to 9, which one could say is a dominating win. What was the score this year, Matt? It was 14 to 9 again. But in whose favor? Uh, that'd be your favor. It'd be my yeah. favor. Yay! Congratulations, Thank darling. You. Right, yeah, go on the record. Quite pleased. You did it. Mm -hmm. You won. It's because I wrote the winner as my name even before the Oscars aired. Oh. That was what did it. Maybe you could write that on a lottery ticket. Yeah, that'd be yeah, good. That'd be good. Um, so we're gonna podcast all the time, annoy everybody. Um, so we're we gonna go through the ballot at all. Yeah, we'll go back okay. over the ballot. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we have a bit of an outline here. Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully, we'll just go. We'll start at the top, right? We'll just start at the top. We'll start with best picture and Will work we? our way down. Okay, yeah. sure. We'll go in the reverse order. So by the time best picture was announced, I feel like it was not really an announcement. Yeah. 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 The everything everywhere all at once, which one best picture, mm -hmm. which you picked. I, I want to say again, early. I, I was on that bandwagon, and then I kind of fell off the bandwagon for a little bit. Not not fell off it, but just thought, oh, I think other things have more momentum. And then in the last week, everything ever all at once got got its momentum back, yeah. got its wind back in its sails. I think if you go back and look at my letterboxed review, yeah, I was pretty like I gave it five stars I know. when we first saw it. Yep, but really noticed just it was about feeling, right? It was about emotion. It was mm -hmm. about the vibe and the audacity of the filmmaking. Um. But I don't know if I would have necessarily picked it at that time as the best picture. I thought it was certainly unique. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think it would be to the Academy's taste. I didn't think it would necessarily check the boxes that Academy best picture winners usually get. And we're actually going to look at that list. Recent history. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's pretty clear everything everywhere is an outlier mm -hmm. in terms of their usual tastes. Mm. Um, so I don't feel any regret, any remorse about 
backing tar. And I think I don't want to be all I don't want to be all like that, but I think that. <laughs> but he's gonna uh, be. <laughs> history might like five years from now. History might vindicate my position mm. that Tar was a very powerful and important film, and I think Women Talking is going to emerge in the mm -hmm. long run as a very powerful and important film. Mm -hmm. My girl Sarah. Well, we're gonna get there. Um, uh, do you think that Everything Everywhere All at Once possibly won because of the not not because of it's a fantastic film as we have mentioned but do you think that there is an equity an equity vote happening there where there is because More than likely, yes because there is a an Asian cast because it is a different kind of film is that possibly playing into getting away from Oscar so white right getting into I think yeah I don't a think... more world view of cinema there's no way it isn't at least partially that. Mm -hmm. But it also stands on its own as an achievement. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think that's so a negative. Not, yeah, it's not like it was, hey, we got to circle the wagons here. Yeah. Um, I think this was, it was a good choice. Mm -hmm. And it, as you said, it was an obvious choice as the, as the evening progressed. Mm -hmm. um, so in the next category, Daniel, the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert won for Best Director. What lovely humans they seem to be. And that was who you picked mm -hmm. um, right off the hop. Because so I, was... I had the field there and I did not win. You did picked... Not. The winner. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to you. And that is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not, people had said, people in the movie critic business, whatever, had said that a different, that, that going forward, and I still agree with this, just didn't happen this year, that likely we will end up with a lot more, like it used to be that if you won Best Director, you were, you were going to win Best Picture. And that isn't the way that it hadn't been happening to, recently. It hadn't been happening recently. Yeah. So I'm glad it happened this year because I think it was well-deserved. But I also think that um, that the, everyone who was saying like, well, that's not going to happen this year. I'm glad that I stuck to my guns and picked those the, the, the same, the director of the movie that won. Should have done some research. Is this the first time that co-directors won the Best Director Award? I don't know, but I can figure that out. Yeah. Continue. Next category was Best Actress in a Leading Role. And I lost resoundingly on this one. Well, I had... Oh, I had Kate Blanchett, I was sure Kate Blanchett was a lock. Michelle Yeoh, again, if you go back and look at my letterbox review, Michelle Yeoh, I thought was the very best part of um, everything, everywhere, all at once. But you had the field there. I took Kate Blanchett locked in. I had a twenty percent chance of winning, and I failed to win. You locked in on Tar everywhere that you could, and I locked down everywhere, everything, all at once, everywhere that I could, and that's why I won. And that's yeah. Turned out to be a very shrewd move. Tar didn't win a single Oscar it was nominated for. I know. Which is really... There's a couple of shutouts. Banshees was shut out entirely as well. Yes. Which is uh, really something. Okay. Next category, actor in a leading role. Well, wait, role. hang on. Let's go back to that for a okay. second. What do, you have to th what do you think about that? What do you think about the fact that I'm well, less... Well, it's bound to happen. It I'm, happens all the time. I'm less interested in Tar being shut out because I think you can very easily dismiss that as like strong independent and solo female character uh, that's also unlikable like i feel like that automatically is going to turn off a lot of academy members mm -hmm. uh even if it's a fantastic acting job right like you compare her to hannibal lecter not in her in her evilness but in in the acting the impact uh, the impact yeah. and the acting ability that's on display and it does not surprise me at all that uh that it that got shut out it surprises me the banshees got shut out because I feel like in another year it wins. It wins everything. Yeah, I think I think fifteen years ago, it likely would have would have taken uh, the prize for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so... Do, do you have any thoughts on that, though? Why? No. No. Not really. Okay. I, it's... Some of it's confounding. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it... And, like, just because it's nominated didn't mean it had to win something somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I'm, yeah, it's not, like, an injustice or anything like that. It just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Best Actor in a Leading Role, you had first pick, and you took Austin Butler. I had the field. And I sort of backdoored my way into winning with Brendan Fraser, although had it been the reverse, and had I had my choice, I would have picked Colin Farrell. Sight unseen of Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, I feel like... He had a big push right at the end. Like a, like a ten, ten day, seven day push leading up to the Oscars. He was nowhere for like months. Like When the reviews were sort of middling on the film, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean him personally. Like yeah. all of a sudden in the week leading up to the Oscar, nom- the, the ballots being cast finally, which was last Monday. Yeah. That week before that, he was in the New York Times. He was in the all everything that we pay attention to he was there right and i thought oh this is this is interesting and yeah. it's clearly worked out yeah and like what a lovely speech he I, it was i read a thing in the new york times that said it was waterlogged which is just like another play on the like everything in his speech was about water stuff because it's called the whale right so he was you were our lighthouse this person kept us afloat whatever all these like cliches basically and then um so she said it was that she thought the speech was waterlogged. I just thought it was so full of emotion and like really uh, clear, authentic emotion. I, I mean, I love Brendan Fraser anyway, but that just made, made me love him more. Can you do like some sort of an Encino Man reference? At no, this point? I can't. No, I loved that movie. How's your Polly Shore these days? It's not could... good. No, it's not. I, <laughs> Polly Shore is the reason I know the, the lyrics to Green Acres. That's it. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Um, do you want to come take a quick break and we'll come back with actress in a supporting role? Let's do that because that was a that was a big one. Mm-hmm. Okay, be right back. Um, so, so just to uh follow up on Matt's question from before, twice before, uh, dual directors, two directors have won once in 1961 for West Side for Story, West Side Story <laughs> and <laughs> That's how I'm going to say it from now on. West Side Story. And then uh, and then the Coen Brothers for, what was it for? Uh, that's a wonderful question. Mm, no Country for Old Men. No, which is, should we tell that story? Sure. Go ahead. I, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. That was the movie that I was trying to watch um, when we were waiting for your induced labor to kick in when Elizabeth was born, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was John Wick. The night was for Charlie. One of the two, okay. one of our two children, when they were born, mm-hmm. movies, of course, were involved in my trying to kill time before it was time to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I'm 99% certain that I was watching No Country for Old Men and you got really mad and walked away. <laughs> and I turned it off. I was just for the record. I didn't like it. It was Charlie. The film. It was Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It was Charlie. No, when I, when I was pregnant, when I got induced with Elizabeth, uh, it was uh, John Wick, and yep. I went. I'm not watching this. I'm going to bed. And then when I got up, I was like, Oh, I'm I'm about to have a baby. Let's yeah. go. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Best actress in a supporting role. Whoa! I... Big moment. And early on in the show too. What a great moment to start the show off with. Yeah. They don't usually. They usually lead with one or two. One of the two supporting actor mm-hmm. roles mm-hmm. Uh, awards, but not both back I just... to back. Can I, let's just talk about that. The structure of the show was so good last night. You liked it? I loved it. I could have done without, I agree with Wesley Morris, because I think he listens to us. Please. Um, please God, let that happen. <laughs> um, 
I just want to have him over for dinner. This is my thing with celebrities that I really love. Uh, or my, we'll come to his place, whatever. Whatever, man. Um, yeah, I just want to have him over for dinner. Uh, so, yeah, no, um, I loved that it moved along. And I agree with Wesley Morris that we did not need all of the musical acts, which I'm sure you and I will talk about. But I, I love that they did all the uh, categories again and that it was like tickety-boo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had first pick. I gave you the field. I locked in on Angela Bassett and I missed Jamie Lee Curtis won. Um, there be there. Speaking of a late push, there was like mm. a groundswell of it's her time. Mm -hmm. It's about time sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and of course she's the child of Hollywood royalty. And, um, I did not know that by the way, until today. Really? Yeah. I was reading like about her winning and I was like, she, who are her parents? And went down a little bit of a rabbit hole yeah. on her Wikipedia. Shocking though. So happy for Jamie Lee Curtis. She's not like regarded as like a classically great. No. She's she's a contemporary of Meryl Streep, mm -hmm. but like their choices throughout their careers have mm -hmm. been entirely different. So it's interesting. You know, it's about time. Like I guess longevity matters, not quality of performances or quality of maybe her performances have been great, but quality I mean, of films. Like the outside of Halloween, mm -hmm. can you name another Jamie Lee Curtis? Film? Sure can. True Lies. Yeah. Great well, movie. Yeah. Yeah. And she's memorable in that. Yeah. Especially for teenage boys who saw it for the first time when they were 14. I wouldn't know. Uh, but I, I was going to say, so happy for Jamie Lee Curtis. Devastated for Angela Bassett, who I think, based on the dress, the interviews beforehand, like, just thought just thought she was a lock. Yeah. She thought she was a lock. Everybody thought she was a lock. And I noticed that they did not pan back to her until much later in the telecast. Like, I'm talking an hour later yeah they finally showed her and i thought oh good she's no longer crying yeah. like i felt so bad for her mm. whatever oh. my my secret my pick was carrie condon i know that wasn't a right. secret i'm pretty sure you said it on i the did podcast. yeah and i i'm i'm surprised on that one okay best actor in a supporting role uh chris had first pick here took key kwan that was the presumptive that was the surest bet mm -hmm. i think coming in He'd won everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, every guild, every every award ceremony had mm -hmm. awarded him Best Supporting Actor. And what a lovely, seemingly, again, lovely human. Yeah. I know they're actors. They should be acting. Like, they could be acting like a lovely human. But, like, he just seems so, again, authentic emotion. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely moment. And having put in, like, all of these people put in their time. Actually, that, see, there, there's a, an essay I could write. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, Brendan Fraser, Jamie Lee Curtis, Katie Kwan what what do these things have in common they all put in their time in hollywood right this was like a, a celebration of people who have lasted yeah longevity yeah, pretty impressive certainly original screenplay went to everything everywhere all at once which you had because you had the field on this one i locked in on tar mistake swing and a miss it's okay that's okay Sorry. and i mean really in hindsight it is a it, to write a multiversal story that is uh intelligible to the viewers mm -hmm. is quite an achievement in mm -hmm. screenwriting and it is undoubtedly original although it cribs a lot mm -hmm. right there's a lot of stuff in it that is actually borrowing from other films and other genres of film but um it is still very original okay I'm really proud of the next one so the next one was adapted <sighs> screenplay adapted screenplay i got to pick i picked women talking so it's more I'm, i just i want to put this out there it is more impressive and it happened with you a couple of times too because of things you pay attention to where the one that you pick is the one that wins and you don't just win the category because you had the field mm -hmm. right having the field is like we won because you didn't have a choice but to win you had an 80 percent shot of winning yeah. um but i'm super happy i locked in on women talking and then we got to see sarah Polly 
in a tux. Yeah. I'm glad I lost this one. I'm, I'm glad, glad. I'm glad she got it. I'm that glad was, you lost it. That was my favorite moment of the whole show. Was it really? Honestly, yeah. Oh, it wasn't my favorite. I moment. welled up with pride oh, there. So much for like multiple reasons, right? Yeah. Like I'm coming okay to myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the Canadian factor, the feminism factor, the like just the Sarah Polly factor. All of it was just fantastic. She's our contemporary. Yeah. Right. I believe she's exactly the same age as me. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Twenty six. That's correct. Yeah. That's right uh animated feature have not seen pinocchio probably will not see pinocchio uh, especially when the announcer said guillermo del toro uh what, what, after they won they do that little like blurb about them right they, he said guillermo del toro uh really loved pinocchio since a child because he thought it was the only fairy tale that determined that showed children how scary childhood could be and i was like not not ever gonna watch that movie mm. don't need to see a kid's a kid's horror flick not much to say here except thank you to joe or his review on Letterboxd, which heavily influenced my decision to pick really? it. Really? Yeah. Mm, friend of the pod. Yeah. I want to see Marcel, Marcel the Shell with Shoes. I actually kind of want to see the rest that I haven't seen. Um, and I was really hoping Turning Red was going to win, just yeah. because it takes place in Toronto. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. In the next category is documentary feature, Navalny won. Did I talk you into taking Navalny? No, that was luck. Was it really? Yeah, I mean, I know who Navalny is. You just took the one that was the highest ranked? Yes. Both in, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and, and you know, no no real issues here at no. all, right? I, 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 I'm going to talk about something now that's like, we're going to get into a little bit more coming up. Because All Quiet on the Western Front won a whole bunch of the categories the that it was, stuff. the technical stuff, the below the line, mm -hmm. below the line things, now that I know that term. But even, even the speeches for Navalny, um, and certainly the speeches for All Quiet on the Western Front, I thought were like weirdly not emotional in the way they could and should have been. Like Navalny's wife is there, like say strong, my love, in her like gorgeous dress and face and hair and beautiful Russian accent, and like obviously fighting for democracy. But there were no tears, and I just thought I just didn't. Russians are just way tougher than we are. Oh, fine. And I guess she knows who she married, but, and has been through it for the last two years. But I just thought, what an opportunity for both of these groups to talk about the war in Ukraine, stop the war in Ukraine. Like they could have really turned it into a political moment. And they all chose not to. And I wondered if that was indicated by the um, Academy that they didn't want that to happen. Because if we're going into international feature film, All Quiet on the Western Front won that. One original score, one cinematography, and I'm not disagreeing with any of these. I think it absolutely deserved them, but I also think that there was just an opportunity there to reflect on, rather than reflecting on, aren't we great? Uh, we made a, a war movie about white guys a hundred years ago dying in the mud to say, like, yeah, we we made a movie about that, and guess what? It's still happening. And there yeah, was look, no reference of that whatsoever. I get that that's a missed opportunity. I mm -hmm. think that's a good point. Mm -hmm. um, so you won international feature. You had All Quiet on the Western Front uh, because you had the field. I, for some stupid reason... Took Argentina, nineteen eighty-five. I don't know what I was thinking exactly. I don't know either. You, I think you said it made it no sense in hindsight to have done that. Agreed. I just thought I thought maybe there was going to be not only was it not going to win Best Picture, but maybe it's actually not like it would have been precedent setting though. I don't even know. It makes no sense. Okay. I regret it immediately. I regret it now, like entirely. It, 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 it ruins it, my credibility. It, I don't know why anybody's listening. <laughs> 
it actually makes no sense because you actually watched EO. So if you were going to pick not All Quiet on the Western Front, maybe you wanted me to win. Were you being nice? No. Are you sure? Pause. You were. I did, <gasps> however, on the next one, influence your pick on original score. Yeah. Right? Because, because it reminded you of the three-tone thing. Yeah, which they played every time. I know that they played yeah. the song, but like I was like, oh, God. Yeah, so you took that one. I had the yeah. field. I lost. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Uh, the next pick again you won you actually really run this column here on the sheet mm -hmm. original song um which should be a grammy by the way not an oscar agreed um so i don't think original song belongs at the oscars but i also want to mention two things about it number one i would like to recant my earlier statement about nachu nachu not being a banger it is most definitely a banger and whatever when i asked spotify to play the song for us it whatever it played for me was not this song Remember I said, like, it wasn't very good? Yeah. yeah. that's because it didn't play me this song. Okay. So then when I was watching it last night, I thought, oh, this is really good. And then I listened to it on Spotify during a commercial break, having brought it up on my phone mm -hmm. and was like, oh, no, because I thought maybe it was like a, what they were doing on the show was not, like, what I had heard was, you know, a dance remix or something. No, it totally was not the song. So um, I did really enjoy that song and may make my kindergarten students dance to it. Are you going to make them all wear suspenders? Possibly. And... How are they going to maintain that energy level? Well, you have to really Therefore. edit steps. Therefore. But those guys were energetic. Oh, yeah. They, they were, were great. moving. That was very uh, dynamic. Very dynamic. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And we, I had taken, oh, no, sorry. You had taken Rihanna. And I feel like I influenced you on that. But Well, you were playing to win. I was, but yeah, okay. <laughs> now I'm realizing that you let me win. I did not. I think you did. No. Um, Rihanna, but I think I influenced you, but like, I wasn't, I was, I really thought she was going to win mm. because Rihanna seems to win everything these days, but. She's winning at life. She's winning at life. Okay. Next category was sound. Top Gun Maverick won, which is what you picked. Thank God. And I had the field. That deserved it. Yeah. Um, not much else to say there. They, no. You know, that the sound, it used to be sound editing and sound mixing and those two. Have now been mixed into one award mm -hmm. just sound mm -hmm. and uh because people are too stupid to know the difference between the two probably yeah and i don't mean that for the audience i mean like generally in the academy yeah okay so the, the next one makeup and hairstyling and mm -hmm. and this is one of those rare instances in this uh in this uh year where i got it right you yep. had the field i took the whale and you won and i won and you won that one and again with sight unseen um i guess they were it was pretty groundbreaking in terms of um, merging the fat suit around his face to give him the full range of emotions. I'm curious to see the movie now. I don't we, know that we have access to it. Do we? Mm -hmm. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll have to make that happen. All right. It is. I've added it to a list last some list okay. that we have. Costume design, Black Panther. I had taken everything everywhere at once because I was obsessed with the fashion from that movie, and that was incorrect. Matt had the field, and it went to Black Panther. Um, had I had my own first pick, yes. I would have taken the winner. And I know that's like, of course you would have. That's hindsight. No. But I would have gone with Black Panther. Yeah. Um, although I agree that the, especially the costumes on Stephanie Sue mm -hmm. were like the, an act of pure creativity. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, I, you know, it, it's it's actually sort of inconceivable that it didn't win. Well, I haven't seen Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and she won twice. Won she, twice for the same she movie. She won for Black Panther as well. Yeah. Which means there must be enough of a difference in the costumes for Wakanda Forever that the Academy wanted to. Yeah, well, the motif is um, funereal mm. uh, in tone, Wakandan funereal, which means everything is in whites. Mm. Um, and there's some really striking 
gowns and the, and the costuming on the the underwater people. Um, These underwater people. Yeah. Oh, did not know. Which, like, if I can just have a quick aside, just for a few seconds, I am fully out on underwater photography. I we didn't like Avatar: The Way of the Water in particular. I didn't like Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Didn't care for the Aquaman Aquaman movie. I'm starting to find that looking at people existing underwater, maybe my brain just can't process it, but I'm not not interested in it. Give me a clownfish. Uh, trying to, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm all good. Or a clownfish dad trying to find yeah. a clownfish or, son. Or, yeah, an Australian shark right. trying to get over his uh, eating fish habit. Mm-hmm. Fish anyway. friends, not food. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next. Uh, Cinematography. Next all si- quiet. Deserved. Yep. And you want it. Yep. Um, you took tar. Yeah, that's just. I know. It's okay. You know, sometimes you have a feeling and it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you have a feeling and it's right. Okay. I guess. What else is there to say? Production design. I took a. Uh, I took Avatar, which. I... No, I took Avatar and won. You had the field. Why did I check all quiet on the western front with the orange marker then? I don't know. Okay. Because that no. Wait a minute. I took. Avatar won, so that it's actually the score is wrong. It's fifteen to eight, because you won that one as well. Oh. Because you had Avatar, and that's the one that won. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry For production design, film editing, everything everywhere. I, I, if that hadn't have won that, I might have turned off the TV. Yeah, and I took that one. Mm-hmm. Hooray for me! Yay. Visual effects. Um, are we sure we better like circle back around and figure out what's going on with production design? Okay. Um, I I'm, think no, I think that's right. I think that I because you took this one, you took Tar. Uh, for cinematography, Matt took tar. This is going to be so boring for our people listening. All right, Let's matter. just move on. Okay. Visual effects uh, was... Avatar Way of the Water. Correct. And then, which I didn't score. So yeah. it was one one more for you. Okay, so it's 14 to 10. There's not 24 awards. We are going right off the rails. It doesn't matter. Anyways, <laughs> and in the documentaries, I got lucky. And we I, watched Elephant the, Whispers. We, we watched, watched the first half, yeah. and it was lovely. But lovely. I was sleepy. Was Short film uh lucky i happened to have the field and took it and then short film animated i had the field and so i got it because matt had taken an ostrich told me the world is fake and i think i believe it because that is what he actually thinks and i took the boy the mold of fox and the horse as part of the field and won that one congratulations yay me so the long long story short we are we are running long we're gonna wrap things up here i think um is that uh is that you won so the the big takeaways everything everywhere all at once total dominance um Unlike we have seen in quite a long time, I think the last movie that sort of swept just about all of the major Oscar categories, the only reason it didn't have a best act, it didn't have a best actor nominee, but it won in every other major category. So we go back to Silence of the Lambs was the last time that there was a sweep of that nature. Mm -hmm. And then before that, I believe it was something like uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Wow. um, If I'm remembering what I heard earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Biggest surprise of the night. What was your biggest surprise? Honestly, mine was the Michelle Yeoh win, mm. I think. Um, only because like the, the critical consensus seemed to be that Kate Blanchett was unassailable there. Didn't you find, though, that like a week before the ballots were due, her name just dropped off the radar entirely? Well, which, and she actually was advocating in favor of Michelle Yeoh. Yes. I wonder is... if that's why. Yeah. Was there some like secret 
you know, agreement in the Academy where they were like, oh, Kate doesn't want to win. She's already got a couple of Oscars. She wants us to reward Michelle. Like, I almost yeah. wonder if there was, because it was the the speed and, and completeness with which she dropped off the radar. Yeah. My but, biggest surprise was Jamie Lee Curtis. Really? Yeah. I would say the other really big happy moment was, again, the Sarah Pauly win. Mm-hmm. Um, I never I, doubted her for a minute, for the record. I thought she was going to win. Which yeah. is why I was, when you told me, I, as I was washing my face when that happened and Matt texted me and was like, oh, I'm so happy. And I was like, what happened? He went, are you kidding? And I was like, no, I'm washing my face. He was like, oh, Sarah Polly just won. And I was like, great. It, it didn't, I oh. wasn't, if I had seen it happen, maybe I would have gotten teary, but not seeing it happen. I was like, yep, that I, I, I thought so. Okay. Yeah. You want to take one last quick break? Sure. And, and then, then we'll, we'll go to the last thing we're going to do, which is. We're going to rank the best, the last 10 best picture winners. We'll be right back. Hang in there. I feel like we could do a whole episode about the war thing. Like, I just could yeah. not. I don't think they mentioned it once. No. I don't think they mentioned it once. There are people suffering. That had to have been a, a production decision made by the people that ran the show last night. Maybe it is, but even if it is. Well, Zelensky appeared on the Golden Globes. Yeah. So maybe that's, maybe they just didn't want to, like, do what the Golden Globes did. They're trying to distance themselves from that. But the people that got, that won the award still could have, still could have done what they wanted to do with their speech time. And I think that it's interesting to me. I mean, I didn't go looking for anything this morning, but I'm, I did read all of the New York Times coverage on it and the CBC coverage, which was moderate, except for the Sarah Polly. They're very into that, obviously. Um, and nobody else is talking about that. So like, I, I feel like I'm alone on this, that there are people suffering on the other side of the world that are not, that were not mentioned at this gala, and that flamboyantly, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me extravagant extravagant um evening and that, just... that often is the case right like we there have been other wars that people have been very vocal about mm -hmm. on stage well and and it has been a political show so like the... i'm thinking of of the thing that happened in the 70s with the indigenous woman who just passed yeah right i knew about that beforehand because not because of like I, i've known about that since i was in high school like it, it can become a political thing and it, it felt very not political last night and i wondered if that's because Sean Penn wasn't there. That's why. No, I think it has to do with, I think that it, it must've been a conscious decision. Um, and maybe other people just aren't noticing. I don't know. Maybe I'm too sensitive. Okay. I have no idea. Anyway, anyway, we're back. We're back. We've been back for a while. Yeah. I don't know how much that's going to stand. Maybe all of it. Yeah, probably. Um, so we thought just as a way to wrap things up, um, we would discuss uh, quickly our rankings of the last 10 Mm -hmm. Best Picture winners. So, so here, in in order, sure of the years that they were released. Yeah. In 2013, it was Twelve Years a Slave. In 2014, it was Birdman. 2015 was Spotlight. 2016 was Moonlight. Uh, 2017, The Shape of Water. 2018, Green Book. 2019, Parasite. 2020 was Nomadland. 2021, Coda, and then this year's uh, 2022 Best Picture winner was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm -hmm. So, how do you rank them? Or do you want me to go through my rankings? No, I, I can go through mine first. It's fine. So my number one was Parasite. I, I loved and continue to love that movie because it checks every box. I know that on the podcast, I've said that my two things that really only have two things that make a good Oscar winner for me. And that is entertaining and have something to say. But really, I could take those two larger categories and break them down into smaller chunks. And Parasite just checks every single box. Yep. Right. Um, and I loved it. And I loved that it was subtitled. And I loved that it was a, such an, an interesting, entertaining story. Uh, my number two is Coda, which I called 
last year and loved it and was just like a feel good, weepy, good, good time trip to the movies. Uh, third was everything everywhere all at once for reasons we've already discussed. Four was Green Book. I know that that movie has not aged well in the public consciousness, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, five was Spotlight, which again has not aged well in the public consciousness, right? People now. Well, I don't think anybody's talking about it uh, anymore. No, and but people who are talking about it aren't talking about it in a positive light. Really? Yeah, I feel like I feel like Bill and the gang think it's overacted and um that it didn't that it was just such a downer and didn't really didn't really solve anything or say anything at the end like it, what happened in the catholic church is wrong it's not a revelation sure. right i don't know okay. I, I know i just think it was an interesting to, to see the behind the scenes of a journalistic um investigation that's what i liked about yep. it um my number six was nomadland which again i liked but didn't love seven was moonlight which apparently is a place that matt and i differ which he can tell you about in a moment I just don't remember. I honestly don't remember it well enough to give it a higher ranking. I remember thinking it was okay. Eight was Birdman, which I did not like very much at all. Too challenging for Christina. And nine was 12 Years a Slave, which I absolutely hated. I do not like movies that make me feel that uncomfortable. And that's probably a terrible thing to say. But like, I just... It's well, the it's almost as, like a horror movie to you. Well, and it's, it's like the same as a war movie, right? Yeah. Where I'm like, yep, this happened. And I think there is value in knowing that it happened. But do I need to see it viscerally presented on a screen? No, I do not. Would I read a book of 12 Years a Slave? Absolutely. Would I watch a film of it? Or uh, like, uh, no, I would not. Interesting. And I put not applicable for Shape of Water because I missed that one. Mm. Mm -hmm. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's fine. Do you feel okay? Yeah, it's, it, not well, to I give see, too much away. I see what number it is on your list, so yeah. go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to say that The Shape of Water is my number ten. Mm -hmm. um, not making me want to watch it. Again, I feel like it's got, not going to miss, not going to make the next season of the podcast. Oh, it's Guillermo, Guillermo. Oh boy. Oh, it's hard. Guillermo del Guillermo. Toro. Guillermo. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Oh, your accent. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, a great achievement there. Number nine on my list is Green Book. Mm -hmm. So we differ on that one. Um. And I, I think the the problematic nature of the, its politics and the message and the, the way it portrays um, the Villa Longa characters, it's really not aging well. Mm -hmm. And it was it was pretty shocking at the time. Mm -hmm. It was almost a reaction to the Oscars so white in the wrong direction, mm -hmm. over overcorrection. Mm -hmm. um, number eight I have is Nomadland. It's I think problematic if the only thing I really remember about it is Francis McDormand pooping in a bucket. Mm -hmm. Um, and otherwise, you know, beautifully shot, but slow mm -hmm. and pretty miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, not, not a cinematic classic in my estimation, mm -hmm. although a powerful film with an important message. I have Birdman at number seven, pretty audacious filmmaking, really the, the whole like, um, virtuistic virtue. No, that's not the right word. The whole, um, visceral elements. Mm -hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, of that the, the immediacy of it the mm -hmm. urgency with which that film was made is impressive 12 years of slave i have as my sixth for the similar reasons um it was uh unflinching steve mcqueen his achievement in directing there um and the, the photography is beautiful mm. and the lupita nyong'o performance is off the charts good i got spotlighted five so we agreed there i have everything everywhere all at once as four Number three I have is Coda, mm -hmm. 
which um, I agree is a lovely film. Number two I have is Moonlight. Um, because I think maybe you're just forgetting the emotional impact. Um, and I think that movie had a lot on its mind. And it was really... Um, I remember it very fondly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it had a lot to say. And, and then, then we agree. We agree on Parasite being yep. the, the best of the last ten. Yep. And, and, that, and that's it. That's it. There's ballot boxing season one, friends. Uh, thank you for coming along on this adventure with us. It's been a blast for us, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Uh, we'll be back soonishly with um, a next. Do you want to talk about our next little project we have planned? So it's going to be called Catch Up, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'm going to do is we're going to we're going to start looking through the back catalog of DVDs and Blu-rays that I have in the house here, and I'm going to identify some movies that. I've seen a long time ago that Christina has never seen mm-hmm. um, and we're going to screen them together. And they're widely regarded as cinematic classics. And we're going to see how you feel about it. I'm going to do my best to defend them when you don't like them uh, or sell them to you mm-hmm. in advance. And uh, I think it'll bear some good discussion. All right. Or we can just sit here and gush if it's fantastic and I love it, which I think is going to be sure. mostly what it is. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, we are Ballot Boxing Pod. If you want to find us by email, we are thousand at gmail.com. And if you want to visit us on the web, we are bit.ly, so bit.ly forward slash thousand dollar productions. Thanks for listening, friends, and we will see you next season on Ketchup Chrissy and or Ballot Boxing Season 2. Thanks so much, guys. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.